What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 87, today with my guest Frank Goholski, otherwise known as Frankie G. He's a uh, local Baltimore area musician who's currently playing and touring with the band Cowboy Mouth. Uh, he's also a session player, doing a lot of different projects with artists around the country and around here in the city. Uh, on this episode, I feature a song that he recently produced and played guitars on. The artist is Blake Kane, and the song is In Her Eyes. So if you like it, you can definitely go check it out on Spotify and all that stuff. Um, anyway, I guess it's been a few weeks since the last episode, not necessarily on purpose, but uh, it's pretty much the longest I've gone without doing one. So uh, I'll try to get back at it here, get some more episodes out as always. Definitely looking for new guests, new artists, new music. So uh, if you're hearing this and you have some, uh, definitely hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. Any of those places are cool. Uh, Other than that, hopefully you yourself are doing all right out there. Uh, Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting local music. We all definitely appreciate it. But yeah, without uh, too much further ado here. Uh, we'll get to the interview with Frank. Um, you can definitely check out his website uh, by his namesake if you want to look for some session work. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. So we'll get to the interview. When I look in her eyes. Girl, just give me one last try And I know That I should be The luckiest man to hit these streets And I know Yes, I know That I should be the one Yeah, dude. Uh, nice to meet you. I guess I just sort of messaged you on Instagram just for shits and giggles, or maybe you messaged me there about something I posted, I think. But um, yeah, I just figured I'd check out your page and see if you maybe wanted to chat about the band or chat about anything, really, whatever you're doing personally, you know, music stuff. So. Right <laughs> well, cool, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, uh, I don't remember how this this all started but i'm i'm glad it's uh it's happening uh for sure i think it was the wonderful wide world of instagram pretty sure so um but welcome to what i call the part-time rockstar podcast i hosted out of uh basically baltimore so um i believe you're new orleans based or i'm actually based in baltimore um the band I play with is based in New Orleans. So. Right. That's um, why I was wondering. I was like, why are you friends with so, or following so many people that I am if you're out of New Orleans? It's like, <laughs> hmm, something's fishy. But I'm in uh, the Catonsville area right now. Oh, hell yeah. So, so you're over by Bills and all that. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I was just down at the uh, Ellicott City uh, Music Festival. I guess it was last weekend. Um so I saw the videos, they look great. Like that's the um the caveat of doing you know, of being a full time musician. 
is you don't get to always go see your friends play. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that can be a little bit of a bummer, but, you know, we all respect each other. And, and yeah, we make the time and effort when we can. Yeah, for sure. Where were you guys playing? Last weekend, for me, it was actually wet. Um, I was supposed to be in D.C. on Friday yeah. with an artist, Lauren Cowles, that I'm uh, the music director for. Um, yeah. She's a great the area Americana singer-songwriter. And uh, gotcha. we were supposed to play at the uh, Bluebird in D.C. Nice. But they had just changed their uh, location and everything, and they wanted to uh, to hold off on doing any any shows for a little bit longer, which uh, I was super bummed because the room looks really cool. But yeah. at the same time. And then, uh, yeah, Saturday I played a wedding gig with uh, um, another D.C. area guy named Eric Scott. And uh, Annapolis guy, three. Cool. Yeah, man. Staying busy. Sounds like it's good. Yeah, yeah, obviously, I don't know a whole lot about you or anything like that. I mean, I can kind of just tell you that I play in a band around Baltimore and, you know, start a podcast like most millennials for shits and giggles. It's kind (laughs) of, you know, meet people and do that whole thing. Um, I figure, you know, to friends and family, um, who of like the people I talk to, it's probably fun um, just to kind of hear a different perspective because you know in interviews sometimes maybe you talk about something that you wouldn't talk about in day to day life. So you know, right. kind of just get the gist of what you've been up to and what you're doing. I mean, I um, the the name Cowboy Mouth uh, definitely has come across my radar for sure. I didn't realize you were actually uh, playing for him, so that's cool. And I didn't know if you wanted to sort of talk about them or just kind of talk about what you're doing personally or the whole thing. So yeah, um, all of it really. Um, so like cowboy, the cowboy mouth thing. I'm a new member. Uh, yeah, I've been filling in with them for the past like four or five years when either guitar player couldn't make it. Gotcha. So sometimes I'd go in and play rhythm. Sometimes I'd go in and play lead. You know, whatever yeah. was needed, um, for that gig. But uh, just coming out of COVID, when you know, out of the lockdown, when gigs started coming around, you know, a little bit, they offered me a full time position in the band, so I jumped at it, which was nice. really a uh, really exciting. They're a great group of people. Um, Matt Jones, I don't know if you know Matt at all, um, but that's who I got the gig from. Is he was actually the guitar player that I took over for. Yeah. Um, he played with Jimmy's Chicken Shack for a long time. And gotcha. then, you know, that's how that little circle goes. So, you know, I've, I'm good friends with Island Styles, and, like, I filled yeah. in for him, Chicken Shack, and, like, we have this really good, like, guitar trifecta going on. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, man. That's cool. And, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, the band is very welcoming and um you know it's a high energy show that i've always loved i've always come off that stage feeling so yeah. proud and full of life after it because the singer fred is also the drummer so he sets up center stage up front he's not behind anybody his idea is everyone's in the line you know yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all equals on stage um but he has his rhetoric that he runs 
and he really is it's all about love and all about respecting each other and uh being in the moment and being like he'll take people's cell phones away from them like yeah. what are you doing looking through the screen be here like yeah. you know and uh and he just has that personality where people laugh and you know it's it's a lot of fun um and it's cool with that thing too because we do like the Nashville style of touring where we're not gone for several months at a time. We're gone yeah. on Friday and back by Sunday. Nice. So, um, you know, it's really nice to have somewhat of a normal life at home yeah. when, you know, so many musicians have that struggle of trying to keep a sense of normalcy when yeah. trying to go out and especially when you're just getting into it and diving 100% into your music and getting in a van with your friends going on tour, it's so rough. And, uh, you know, I applaud everyone that has done that in their life. <laughs> yeah. You learn a lot. <laughs> yeah, for um, sure, man. You know, now it's just like the hustle and bustle of airports. Like the way, the way we fly out, like I have, I, I fly out this weekend. Um, I fly out tomorrow, actually. And they usually book like a 6 a.m. flight because yeah. we play on at nights. So to ensure if there's any pushback in the flights or whatever, get there super early in the day, you know, and um, and we go do the thing. So like this weekend, we're in Gary, Indiana, yeah, and then, I saw that on the page. <laughs> and then Natty on uh, on Saturday, and then I'm back home on Sunday playing the horse he came in on in Fells Point. <laughs> oh, nice! Just doing that like acoustic or whatever. Yeah, just a solo acoustic gig, which is a ton of fun as well. Like, I yeah. started playing that bar when I was like 17, I think. Oh wow! Yeah. It's been a minute. I uh, I kind of hijacked get in like uh yeah. out in front when i got my license and asked to carry never never's gear in <laughs> uh, and then they started asking me to come on the weekends and carry their gear yeah and then they heard me play and i started meeting people and then became a full-time musician at you know 17 years old <laughs> nice yeah you've been doing it the whole time man that's cool yeah you know, didn't want to do anything else. I yeah. never had that grandiose idea of being a rock star. You know, yeah. in this day and age, I don't think really exists in the industry. I think Shinedown is one of the last examples of like a band that had full label support for yeah. a ton. Um, and those guys are awesome too. I've gotten, I've, I've had the opportunity to work with a. Uh, Eric Bass, he produced a record that I played on for a band, and um, nice. yeah, it's yeah. uh, I was it's it's funny coming back to Baltimore after being around the country, like there's always a connection. I always call it small Baltimore, because yeah. in in the itself you know somebody that yeah. knows something, but then like when I'm in L.A. or if I'm in Texas or in California or New Orleans, like there's a connection back to Baltimore, which is really cool. 
uh, it just shows how good the music community is between Baltimore and DC that I don't think it gets the uh, notice that they, it deserves. Yeah. Well, it's Um, cool to, it's cool to hear you say that because I mean, I don't really get out of town much uh, music wise. So I, I mean, like I wouldn't know, but um, it feels that way from what I'm learning, you know, just around town. So it's cool to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, it's inspiring too. It just and it's inspiring to also like be that good person, you know, like yeah, because you know people talk, and you know in this industry, it's. Often, a few times, like you know, got battle of the bands and all this stuff. It, there's yeah. this competition when it can be a friendly competition, oh, you know, yeah. but yeah. build that relationship and the friendships because those last. And you'll see a lot of guys um, that have that personality that just want to hang and do yeah. big. They're the ones that are out working full time as as yeah. musicians. Um, it's a good balance to have. Yeah, I mean, this uh, podcast thing is like a cheat code for meeting people, honestly. Like, <laughs> awesome. It, it, uh, that's certainly what I'm learning, because, like, I mean, you could, I'm sure you know, you know, you meet people in other bands sometimes, but like you were saying earlier, you don't even get to see them play very often sometimes, much less, like, hang out and talk to them for, like, an hour. So right. this is actually kind of an interesting medium, because it's like... <laughs> For I don't know playing for all the time spent playing music, I barely feel like I met anybody, and then I've been doing this <laughs> right. for like doing this for like a year, and I feel like you know I've met at least you know a few people for sure, close to a hundred I guess. So I mean it's nice for that, for sure. And like you're saying, I can sort of start to feel that uh, that network that uh, small small to more, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, having that that uh, facility where we where we can um, support each other. Like yeah. I said, like I, the days of ninety eight rock having um, uh, the noise in the basement show. Those yeah, best nights. They don't do those out. anymore, right? No, yeah. it's like when left ninety eight rock, the local music scene kind of at yeah. least as far as I was seeing kind of disintegrated at least a little bit it didn't go away there's so many musicians not going to go away but you know it was nice to have that platform to be able to get your music on the radio and i know w does stuff to help facilitate that too um so and down in annapolis wrnr which is you know why we got to support these smaller local radio is you know without corporate sponsorships and stuff yeah, what it's are tough we to get out there? Get our music out there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like it's easier than ever, but it's also a little trickier than ever because there's just so many places to go now yeah. for music. Everything's flooded, right? You know, there's yeah. This anybody can record a record. I'm working on my solo record right now, yeah. and uh, you know, I it's an instrumental record. I'm a big. Like Eric Johnson, John Schofield, nice. by Honey Fan, and I've talked about it for years about doing the record. And through COVID, I actually played everything, produced it, mixed it, mastered it. Yeah. 
but just, you know, with depression and everything, being stuck inside and like the normal life of gigs and stuff, not being there, I would listen to it and go, oh man, that sucks. I deleted everything off my hard drive. Oh, wow. Yeah. Totally stuff for it because now I'm trying to remember some of the songs (laughs) and reverse engineer them. But now, so I got that record being worked on um, in between recording for other people. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, I've always used that as an excuse too, is like, oh man, I'm not going to have time to do this song today because I have to do these 10 songs for this artist or, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, which is a good problem to have and, uh, very fortunate. Um, again, like I was saying, that never wanted to be like the rock star yeah. thing. I found my, probably in high school, freshman year of high school, I found my uh, biggest influences being the session guys, like Pete Lukather, who also was in Toto. But I mean, at one point, he was on almost every song in the top 100 or something, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, Eddie Van Halen couldn't have that really cool solo and beat it if it wasn't for him, you know? Yeah. guitar and bass on that and the drummer from Toto played on that and then uh, another guitar player named Michael Landau yeah. who was another LA session dude and uh, and now some of these guys are doing podcasts themselves yeah. YouTube videos but, which yeah you might as well um, it's easy enough but uh, yeah it's <laughs> cool I mean how long have you been doing the session stuff I uh, personally feel like I'm dipping my toes into the water and trying to help out um, some of my friends was sending them stuff, but I'm no means on like a pro level uh, yet. Is that something you've been doing for, I don't know, over under 10 years or like I that in high school as well. Okay. Um, just, just by default, hanging out with friends, like, you know, yeah. going to the studio to play, you know, they would be recording their record. And, uh, you know, somebody having a hard time with something and I would jump in and play, play it for them. Yeah. And, uh, it just became like when I, when I started reading about that stuff, it made me really dive into being a more well-rounded player. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's definitely been something I love doing, you know, I'm actually going into, I was saying about Lauren Cow, that artist that I'm, yeah. that I play. Uh, we're going down to Nashville cool. to record with a named Dex Green. We already did three songs with him before, I think like four or five months ago. Yeah. And uh, we're, doing, we're going to do like three or four more on this trip. And uh, we have like the drummer from Cheryl Crow is playing on the sessions. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's a producer and he happens to be in town. So he's going to come hang out, play some drums. <laughs> um, yeah. But just like gigs, sessions are kind of the same thing. Like, you know, knowing producers, um, building a relationship, knowing yeah. they can trust. Um, and you have to check ego at the door. Um, yeah. And, and, 
be strong in your opinion, but also be able to take criticism yeah. as an attack. And uh, is that, I mean, you've recorded, right? So, like, you know how yeah. high pressure get sometimes? Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all subjective, ultimately. I mean, you know, you have a pretty strong idea, I feel like, going in of, of what you want to do. And then it's just yeah. a matter of, like, I don't know whose idea kind of clicks and and what seems to make the thing better. I mean, I, don't, I I definitely suck at some things, but I'm definitely pretty good at other things, like guitar wise. <laughs> so like, I kind of you know when I'm in my wheelhouse or in my ballpark, I'm a little less willing to listen, probably. But then when I'm not, then it's like, all right, let's go. Like, let's throw some stuff <laughs> at the board and and see what sticks. You know, it, it's you know the session world, the the way the sessions work. Um, for me, a lot of times is I've never heard the song going in. Yeah. And sometimes it's such a quick setup and like listen to the song two or three times. Yeah. And play. Um, so like I, I use the natural number system trying to see if I had a piece of paper with it on it. But like, you know, a lot of times I'll just listen the first time writing out the chord progression as it's happening. Okay. And then I start singing parts in my head. Yeah. When I'm just an acoustic guitar and voice and going, huh. okay, yeah. you know, trying to get on the fly, like how do I not get in the way of the singer on this? What kind yeah. of sound? like all that stuff it's sometimes it's a rush process of hurry up and go but that's why guys in nashville are so sought after like tom bukabak or sean tubbs or brent mason mm -hmm. because they hear a song once and come up with a beautiful part on the fly yeah. <laughs> i yeah. wish i wish it was that easy <laughs> yeah my um, uh my buddy producer friend guy with the studio like he uh he works with somebody like that i mean for all i know it could be literally one of them but um it's pretty cool because the guy he works with has like a, a rotating camera a rotating microphone now for all of his amps so he sets his amps up in a circle and then like just clicks a button you know goes over the mic moves and then he gets a new tone and it's pretty fun oh, okay. to watch <laughs> That's awesome. Like, that's the other, like, with with uh, COVID and having YouTube and go, like, I've spent so much time looking at all these cool pieces of gear yeah. that have been coming out. <laughs> uh, I, I just think it's wild the amount of gear you also don't need anymore, like, with the plugins and stuff. Like, that's already kind of blown my mind that you can just send them a raw file raw track with no effects at all and then poof it sounds yeah. like some killer rig or whatever so <laughs> i have i have a little closet over here with a bunch of heads like yeah 100 marshalls mesas uh matchless i have a matchless on loan right now um but like and I have a cabinet mic'd up with a Royer 121 and a SM57, which seems to be like the industry standard. Yeah. That's what I was buying many years ago, so I did. And um, half the time, 
I'll use the Torpedo Captor X. Have you seen that thing? No, I haven't seen it, that. It looks like a direct box. Huh. Uh, and you don't need a cabinet anymore. The cabinets are in that box. It has IRs and everything. So, like, I yeah. could put my JCM 800 into that box, have no volume other than my studio monitors. Yeah. And then pick up, oh, well, I want I want to throw the Marshall through a, a 412 close back or a 212 open back with these kind of speakers, like with yeah. these kinds of mics, I can open a room sound. <laughs> and, like, you know, the technology is so insane that it sounds great. Yeah. Um, and when I do sessions from home, um, living in a townhouse, I opt for that a lot of times. Um, to not make neighbors angry. Um, Of course. And and then I also send them a dry signal with no... Yeah. So they can reamp it however they want. Yeah. Um, And, like, I've used... I have the Vinesick Helix that I've used for tons of sessions and stuff. And, you know, the amp modeling in there is, is really good and... I have a Kemper as well. So like, yeah. All, so all like, the, like, yeah. So like, where's most of your business coming from? I mean, are you, is it like Nashville, the hub? So like your name kind of gets around there a little, or is it kind of around town here, like in Baltimore or is it just all um, over the place? It's a little all over the place. I'd still do some stuff in LA every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but they're generally going to call an LA player being mm-hmm. out there Nashville. I have some work from Nashville, but a lot of it comes from the uh, Delmarva area. Gotcha. Yeah. And New York and, uh, you know, it's it's been an awesome ride with that stuff because I've seen some really cool studios and yeah. met some really great artists. Like, there's there's been times where a producer's called me in yeah. and I don't know the artist's name. Like, <laughs> you know, never yeah. met the I play my part, and as I'm finishing my part, they're coming in to do vocals, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's another cool way that you know network starts to happen. Um, yeah. And I've been lucky to be known as a relatively versatile player because uh, I've done country records for artists. I've done hard rock and metal, and then pop rock. So yeah songwriters so it's kind of running the gamut and uh what would you say your forte is if you had to pick one probably rock blues yeah or in there um i think i just spent between there and country yeah like rock blues country because i've spent so many years listening to that stuff growing up yeah being a Beatles fan, like that was all based on old blues rock stuff for the most part. And then they expanded from Motown and all yeah. that. So it's all rootsy music. And that's kind of where, where my, my heart is anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So. Yeah, man. And then, uh, you still get to get out and play, I guess on the weekend. So, I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's funny because I teach as well. Um, yeah. 
I'm teaching at the School of Rock right now. And uh, I took that because I was, before COVID, I was playing six nights a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, I had my mainstays, like, I was playing Mondays and Thursdays at the uh, waterfront in Fells Point. I had yeah. those games for, like, 11 years. Wow. Of playing those every week. And um, you learn a lot. Like, I cut my teeth doing stuff like that. And uh, yeah, you learn a lot of do's and don'ts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I have this uh, big range of students. Sometimes I'll get players that just know me. I'll have, they'll call me and be like, hey, I'm stuck in a rut. Can you help me? Um, so, you know, yeah. that that's a lot of fun. And then with teaching at the School of Rock, it's the younger kids that are looking to do something musically. So right. it kind of helps them figure it out and give them kind of the insight so when they do go out and try to do their original music at a venue, they know how to go in and really bring the audience into their performance and also yeah. how to treat the venue staff. So <laughs> yeah. like get them back. <laughs> yeah. you know, no, no one wants attitude bands. Yeah. Good to be but, easy to work with. And it's cool that you guys are, you know, obviously, teaching them that off the get-go definitely helps them out, I'm sure, you know? And it gives them a safe space to, you know, be themselves. Yeah. You know, going to marching band or something like that, and you have them playing real rock songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I know when I was first learning, I didn't want to learn scales or something. I wanted to learn, like, you know, Crazy Train or whatever. And so really? if, I didn't, if I didn't have somebody to, like, teach me, I probably would have just given it up, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, I took lessons for a little bit, too. Um, where did you, what area did you grow up in? Around here, around uh, south of Baltimore. Okay. So. And, uh, I, I took lessons, like, I started playing when I was really, really young. Um, I grew up in New Jersey. Yeah. I moved to Maryland uh, later, like, around middle school, high school age and um i got cut from the jazz band in high school yeah. <laughs> and because i just i was into like some jazz fusion stuff and i was like that's i should yeah. be doing you know and uh they have adult chords you know like <laughs> yeah or seven sharp 11 or something crazy like that yeah um but i i took some lessons when I was like six or seven up in New Jersey. And I grew up, you know, it was in the late 80s. So, yeah. like, in New Jersey, Bon Jovi reigned supreme. You know? Yeah, for <laughs> so, sure. Him and, I guess, Springsteen, I don't know. Right? Well, Skid Row, Trickster, Cinderella, like, yeah. all the, the big 80s hair metal bands were from, like, Pennsylvania or New Jersey, it seemed like. You know, huh. and they all the yeah. LA. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a good mix, um, yeah, of music at that time. 
that got me kind of started. And my mom would have, she wasn't a musician, but she was a music appreciator. So all these yeah. local bands would jam at our house. Uh. And like you'd see guys with the teased up hair. Yeah. And playing with guys in flannel. And yeah. I'm just like, and all just hanging out and having a good time playing music together. Like we were saying, you know, being cool and friendly and fun. Yeah. And that that is what kind of really kick-started me. Yeah. And got to it. And, you know, so one of those guys gave me lessons for a little bit when I was six or seven. But when you're that age, you don't really have the, yeah. you know, I also... I wanted to play hockey. I wanted to play baseball. I wanted to go skateboard. Like I would do yeah. all these things. And um, it wasn't until like 13 that I really like kind of dug my heels into to guitar. And when I auditioned for the jazz band, I couldn't read music. The way I dug into guitar all those years after I was seven, even I would just listen to the radio and try to play the song before the song was over. Yeah. That was always full. And I wore wore out cassette tapes. Like uh, Nirvana Bleach was the first Nirvana record I bought. Yeah, I stretched that tape out from trying <laughs> to like, you know, rewind, play, rewind, play <laughs> so many times. Yeah. Trying to figure out. Um. And then Metallica, the uh, and Justice for All record, I bought that the same day that I bought Nirvana Bleach. So like trying to combine the at I think I bought uh the Beatles White album as well. Like yeah. all in just <laughs> based based on the uh the look of the sleeve. I was like, oh that looks cool. And it's, um it's cool you still have like, you know, the same enthusiasm for it and still working on session stuff and still I'm sure picking up new tricks of the trade. Um man, I, I still lessons. Yeah, that's cr you're like Randy Rhodes or something, man. I heard that uh, he was like that. Even uh, you're always gonna pull something yeah. from somebody, you yeah. know. Well, that, that's definitely true. Um, and uh, I have I used to look at some of these gigs as like competitions, like I was saying earlier, and like I'd hear a player that was better than me. Yeah. But we play way different styles. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know It's hard to putting, compare. Yeah, putting yourself on an unfair pedestal and just, you know, learn how to play for you and yeah. get yourself to your next level, what you wanna do. Like, and you, you also wanna, wanna have a voice too, I think, right? I mean you wanna have a kind of a signature sound, signature lick, whatever yeah. it is. So there's one Eddie Van Hill. There's yeah. one Eric Clapton. There's one Jimmy Page. Like, yeah, sure. Like, people can play like them, but it's never going to be them. It's never going to be the same. Yeah. Are there any uh, guitar players flying under the radar that I should check out, or uh, anybody else should check out? You think? So. Or, I mean. Sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, guitar playing is kind of missing, and uh, even a lot of the music that I like. Um, <laughs> You know, at least the level of guitar playing that I sort of like to play or like to listen to isn't always up to par. So I'm always kind of looking for bands, you know, kind of that are a little more guitar oriented. 
So I'm just curious if you got any that uh, come up here and there that you come you know, across. It's so funny. Like I used to rely heavily on my students for that stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, and I still get it every once in a while. Like, you know, Polyphia, I would not have known about if I didn't yeah. have a student. So I want to play this. Which gotcha. that kicked my butt, you know. And what were they? What were they called again? Polyphia. So like P O L Y. Okay. I P A. Yeah. Um. I think I spelled that right. Yeah, it sounds but good. But yeah, those, those guitar players are killer. Like, yeah. Uh, it's almost like ethereal EDM meets shred guitar. It's it's an interesting mix. Like, yeah. there's a lot of the, uh, I always call it the sprinkler. The know, what? The sprinkler beat that you hear no. in hip-hop stuff. That yeah. Yeah, the little rat, like the hi-hat or whatever thing. You hear a lot on the hi-hat, and then uh. like shreddy guitar stuff go in. Huh. It's, a, it's a really cool contrast. Um, Daniel Donato is another player that um, he's more in the country yeah. realm, um, but he's amazing. Um, Mark Latiri, I don't know if you know Mark Latiri. Uh, he's pretty well known in in the guitar community itself now. Yeah. Um, he just had a signature PRS come out. Sweet. But he he has instrumental stuff, but he also plays guitar for uh, Snarky Puppy. Yeah. And played on some Kanye record and Erica Badu <laughs> and. Nice. Um, trying to think that. Yeah, no, that's good. That's a couple names there I could check out. You know, I'm always looking around, just trying to find something fresh. I mean, the podcast is kind of good for it, at least for the for the local stuff, but you yeah. know. Um, do you know Island Styles by any chance? Do I know Island Styles? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I might be following them, but I uh, can't say I like know their songs. Yeah, he's, he's a great guitar player. That's actually his name, Island Styles. Like, really? It's not a stick or anything. <laughs> um, wow. But he plays guitar for uh, Candlebox now. Like, he'd be a great guy okay. for you to... I can connect you all. Um that's but he, it's weird you mentioned that because I swear I was playing some bar the other night and somebody was like, "Yeah, I, I, my friend just started playing for Candlebox." I wonder if that's who he was talking about. Uh, it could be. be. Well, he's been with Candlebox for a few years now. Okay. Um, but uh, another a mutual friend of ours named BJ uh, BJ Kerwin, who's a drummer. Um, just started playing. He's doing a six-week run with them. Yeah. BJ's an interesting dude. Uh, <laughs> so is Island. Um, yeah. Both super talented, super nice guys. Um, but yeah, Island just did a record with Candlebox. And um, yeah. I know writing credits, and uh, I listened to a couple songs the other day. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty um, sick. It's nice to see these bands. Like, Cowboy Mouth has been around. I think their first single came out when I was, like, 11. So, mm -hmm. like, it's it's interesting 
for that dynamic, but like uh, the stories I get told, and then yeah. they're still recording music all these years later. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's really inspiring all around, like that. You know, it's it's it never changes. You always want to keep finding new things, and uh, you know, being open, very open and uh, open minded on things. Really, that took me yeah. a little bit too, because I was so, especially like senior year of high school, being a teenager, like I was like. Dream Theater and Dream Theater stop bands and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm not getting as many calls as I was getting before. Yeah. <laughs> Let's <do> that. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, man. Um, um, what kind so of stuff you, are you right now? Listening to or playing? Playing. Uh, I mean, I'm just rock, man. Uh, everybody says my band sounds kind of like it was 90s. But it's obviously not the '90s anymore. Um, so I don't know, man. I grew up probably playing the same stuff you did: Van Halen and SRV and the Hendrix and all that stuff. Dimebag, big Pantera fan. Um, oh yeah. So uh, you know, I like the like the Shredders for sure. It's what I kind of enjoy playing. But I like the bluesy stuff too. So uh, I mean, the last song I recorded, I probably was going for like country rock, honestly, because just trying something new. And and that's kind of what I listen to, too, a lot. It's a lot of country, so, I don't know. Also, in, like, Jason Aldean, that kind of stuff, or? Yeah, I mean, I really like the sort of outlaw country. It's definitely my my style, for sure. The kind of rock genre of country. Right. Um, Have you checked out Brothers Osborne much? Yeah, I mean, they're obviously from, uh, from, from Deal over there. Yeah. Um, those guys are are amazing musicians as well. Like, yeah, I was I was impressed. I've seen them a couple times. I mean, their guitar player guy he's fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Awesome. Yeah, I was like, I don't know how to how to peg you for this episode. Normally, I kind of like say it's so and so from such and such band, but um, if you want to kind of ride solo, um. Or if you want to, I don't know, promote a particular band or bands, if that's uh, too complicated, then, you know. We could say uh, Cowboy Mouth and Session Musician. All right. Works for me. Yeah. I know know Cowboy Mouth would appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, Um, I'm happy to try and promote as well, you know. Yeah. Anything I can do, so and I'll get, um, I'll get the word out on the podcast even more and start sending that out. And yeah, let me know. Could, uh, when, you when can you tell Lauren now? too um, if she wants to do an episode. Probably work. Um, I'm playing like Zen West at least full band in October um, okay. over in Towson, and then um, I just lately I've been doing a ton of acoustic shows just to make some extra cash. Awesome. So let me. I'm in town, you know, and like, um, we just had, um, kind of bummed, but, uh, jazz fest got canceled in new Orleans Uh, and, uh, we were supposed to open, like be direct support for the rolling stones. Oh, wow. I was like, (laughs) Oh man. 
that's a bummer, man. Freaking, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Every- say dot 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 then COVID. You know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let me know when um, you're planning. Love to come out and. Uh, I'm at, I guess I'm actually in your neighborhood tomorrow. I think I'm uh, playing Jennings Cafe. I believe. Okay. Yeah. Um, Main Street or whatever. So. Yeah. Um, I could probably just send you a link to like my band page or whatever, so you kind of get the updates. But yeah, is that? Uh, the, I'm sorry. Is it the Hollow Truth? Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, dude. Um. One sec. Freaking floor vacuum. Um. But uh, yeah, no, I'll just uh, edit this up and slap the MP3 on here. Um, if you could send that over and just kind of, you know, throw it out on the internet and hopefully like friends, family, whoever, uh, you know, gets a kick out of it. Um, certainly if you have like a name or two, you want to mention that might make them laugh. Um, that's always a good way to kind of end it. <laughs> if not though, it's cool. <laughs> I- <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate the opportunity and, uh, this is it's been a lot of fun it's great meeting you yeah you too man and it's cool to know you're right we co- i could have just come over to your house but uh, <laughs> this works fine um and yeah i mean whether i can come out to one of your gigs or um vice versa i mean obviously i'm always uh always looking always out cheers man well great meeting you and uh thank you again cool yeah no problem i'll uh send you a a Facebook uh, friend request too if you're on there. Awesome, yeah, I'm on there. All right, sweet. Uh, I may even release this tomorrow if I feel like uh, editing it. So <laughs> we'll see. Thanks. All right, <laughs> see you, dude. Great day. Yep. So I want to thank Frank for coming on. Thank you for listening. Again, the song you're hearing in the background is called In Her Eyes. If you like it, you can certainly check it out online and uh, check out Blake King's work as well. Have a good week. With a head on my chest, I'm less of a mess. And I don't know why. There's this look in her eyes How did I find her? Is it luck in the night? She danced around Through those beach club lines When I look in her eyes Girl, just give me one last try
it's another month on I'm singing her songs That I can't remember which one she put on So I change the station And hometown comes on And that's when I feel what I've dreamt for so long and I look in her eyes I can see it's my last try And I know I should be 